Shema Yisrael Adonai Eloheinu Adonai Echad Baruch Shem Kehud Malkuto Le'olam Va'ed Hear, O Israel, the Lord is our God, the Lord is one. Blessed be the name of the glory of His kingdom forever and ever. Amen. Good morning, Mishpacha. Welcome to the Daily Audio Torah. I'm Laura Densmore, your host, and I'm so glad you're joining in with me today. Today is Saturday, May 13th. Shabbat Shalom! Torah was meant to be lived out in community and in the context of relationships. A very effective way to study the Bible is in a small group doing a midrash or discussion. This helps you to go deeper into the Word as you take time to reflect on it, make connections from one scripture to another, and apply the scriptures to your personal walk. We have added a new feature on the Daily Audio Torah website. If you are involved in a small group Bible study or would like to start one, we can help you. We have added discussion questions for you to use when your group gathers. We will post discussion questions for every Shabbat reading and they will be posted on the website a week in advance so you have time to read and prepare ahead of time. We have also posted guidelines for leaders, facilitators, to help you grow your small group in a healthy way. Just go to the new pick on the menu, Discussion Questions, and you will find everything you need there to nurture and grow your small group. We also offer coaching support if you need help or have questions. See the Guidelines for Leaders PDF for details. Have fun learning and growing in God's Word together in your small group. Now let's continue our journey through the entire Bible in one year. This week we are reading from the Israel Bible for the Hebrew Scriptures and from the King James for the Brit Hadashah. Today we finish up the Torah portion, Bahar, and it means on the mount, and Bakukotoi, and it means in my statutes. Leviticus 27, 16-34 If anyone consecrates to Hashem any land that he holds, its assessment shall be in accordance with its seed requirement, fifty shekels of silver to a omer of barley seed. If he consecrates his land as of the jubilee year, its assessment stands. But if he consecrates his land after the jubilee, the Kohen shall compute the price according to the years that are left until the jubilee year and its assessment shall be so reduced. And if he who consecrated the land wishes to redeem it, he must add one-fifth to the sum at which it was assessed, and it shall pass to him. But if he does not redeem the land, and the land is sold to another, it shall no longer be redeemable. When it is released in the jubilee, the land shall be holy to Hashem, as land proscribed. It becomes the Kohen's holding. 
If he consecrates to Hashem land that he purchased, which is not land of his holding, the Kohen shall compute for him the proportionate assessment up to the Jubilee year, and he shall pay the assessment as of that day a sacred donation to Hashem. In the Jubilee year, the land shall revert to him from whom it was bought, whose holding the land is. All assessments shall be by the sanctuary weight, the shekel being twenty gira. A firstling of animals, however, which, as a firstling is Hashem's, cannot be consecrated by anybody, whether ox or sheep. It is Hashem's. But if it is of unclean animals, it may be ransomed as as its assessment, with one-fifth added. If it is not redeemed, it shall be sold at its assessment. But of all that anyone owns, be it man or beast, or land of his holding, nothing that he has proscribed for Hashem may be sold or redeemed. Every proscribed thing is totally consecrated to Hashem. No human being who has been proscribed can be ransomed. He shall be put to death. All ties from the land, whether seed from the ground or fruit from the tree, are Hashem's. They are holy to Hashem. If anyone wishes to redeem any of his tithes, he must add one-fifth to them. All ties of the herd or flock, of all that passes under the shepherd's staff, every tenth one shall be holy to Hashem. He must not look out for good, as against bad, or make substitution for it. If he does make substitution for it, then it and its substitute shall both be holy. It cannot be redeemed. These are the commandments that Hashem gave Moses for Bani Israel on Mount Sinai. First Samuel 14, 1-52 One day Jonathan, son of Saul, said to the attendant who carried his arms, Come, let us cross over to the Philistine garrison on the other side. But he did not tell his father. Now Saul was staying on the outskirts of Giva, under the pomegranate tree at Migron, and the troops with him numbered about six hundred. Achiah, son of Ahituv, brother of Ichabod, son of Pinchas, son of Eli, the Kohan of Hashem at Shiloh, was there bearing an ephod. The troops did not know that Jonathan had gone. At the crossing by which Jonathan sought to reach the Philistine garrison, there was a rocky crag on one side and another rocky crag on the other, the one called Bozes and the other Sena. One crag was located on the north, near Michmas, and the other on the south near Geba. Jonathan said to the attendant who carried his arms, Come, let us cross over to the outpost of those uncircumcised fellows. Perhaps Hashem will act in our behalf, for nothing prevents Hashem from winning a victory by many or by few. His arms bear answered him, Do whatever you like. You go first. I am with you, whatever you decide. Jonathan said, We'll cross over to those men and let them see us. If they say to us, Wait until we get to you, 
then we'll stay where we are and not go up to them. But if they say, Come up to us, then we will go up, for Hashem is delivering them into our hands. That shall be our sign. They both showed themselves to the Philistine outpost. And the Philistines said, Look, some Hebrews are coming out of the holes where they have been hiding. The men of the outpost shouted to Jonathan and his arms bearer, Come up to us, and we'll teach you a lesson. Then Jonathan said to his arms bearer, Follow me, for Hashem will deliver them into the hands of Israel. And Jonathan clambered up on his hands and feet, his arms bearer behind him. The Philistines fell before Jonathan, and his arms bearer finished them off behind him. The initial attack that Jonathan and his arms bearer made accounted for some twenty men, within a space about half a furlong long and an acre of land. Terror broke out among all the troops, both in the camp and in the field. The outposts and the raiders were also terrified. The very earth quaked, and a terror from Hashem ensued. Saul's scouts in Giva of Benjamin saw that the multitude was scattering in all directions. And Saul said to the troops with him, Take account and see who has left us. They took account and found that Jonathan and his arms bearer were missing. Thereupon Saul said to Achiah, Bring the ark of Hashem here, for the ark of Hashem was at the time among the Israelites. But while Saul was speaking to the Kohen, the confusion in the Philistine camp kept increasing, and Saul said to the Kohen, Withdraw your hand. Saul and the troops with him assembled and rushed into battle. They found the Philistine in very great confusion. Every man's sword turned against his fellow. And the Hebrews, who had previously sided with the Philistines, who had come up with them in the army round about, they too joined the Israelites who were with Saul and Jonathan. When all the men of Israel who were hiding in the hill country of Ephraim heard that the Philistines were fleeing, they too pursued them in battle. Thus Hashem brought victory to Israel that day. The fighting passed beyond The men of Israel were distressed that day, for Saul had laid an oath upon the troops, Cursed be the man who eats any food before night falls, and I take revenge on my enemies. So none of the troops ate anything. Everybody came to a stack of beehives where some honey had spilled on the ground. When the troops came to the beehives and found the flow of honey there, No one put his hand to his mouth, for the troops feared the oath. Jonathan, however, had not heard his father adjure the troops, so he put out the stick he had with him, dipped it into the beehive of honey, and brought his hand back to his mouth, and his eyes lit up. At this one of the soldiers spoke up. Your father adjured the troops. Cursed be the man who eats anything this day, and so the troops are faint. Jonathan answered, My father has brought trouble on the people. See for yourselves how my eyes lit up when I tasted that bit of honey. If only the troops had eaten today of spoil captured from the enemy, the defeat of the Philistines would have been greater still. 
They struck down the Philistines that day from Michmash to Ajalon, and the troops were famished. The troops pounced on the spoil. They took the sheep and cows and calves and slaughtered them on the ground, and the troops ate with the blood. When it was reported to Saul that the troops were sinning against Hashem, eating with the blood, he said, You have acted faithlessly. Roll a large stone over to me today. And Saul ordered, Spread out among the troops, and tell them that everyone must bring me his ox or his sheep, and slaughter it here, and then eat. You must not sin against Hashem, and eat with the blood. Every one of the troops brought his own ox with him that night, and slaughtered it there. Thus Saul set up an altar to Hashem. It was the first altar he erected to Hashem. Saul said, Let us go down after the Philistines by night, and plunder among them until the light of morning and let us not leave a single survivor among them. Do whatever you please, they replied. But the Kohen said, Let us approach Hashem here. So Saul inquired of Hashem, Shall I go down after the Philistines? Will you deliver them into the hands of Israel? But this time he did not respond to him. Then Saul said, Come forward, all chief officers of the troops, and find out how this guilt was incurred today. For as Hashem lives, who brought victory to Israel, even if it was through my son Jonathan, he shall be put to death. Not one soldier answered him. And he said to all the Israelites, You stand on one side, and my son Jonathan and I shall stand on the other. The troops said to Saul, Do as you please. Saul then said to Hashem, the God of Israel, Show the Thuman. Jonathan and Saul were indicated by lot, and the troops were cleared. And Saul said, Cast the lots between my son and me, and Jonathan was indicated. And Saul said to Jonathan, Tell me, what have you done? And Jonathan told him, I only tasted a bit of honey with the tip of the stick in my hand. I am ready to die. Saul said, Thus and more may Hashem do. You shall be put to death, Jonathan. But the troops said to Saul, Shall Jonathan die after bringing this great victory to Israel? Never! As Hashem lives, not a hair of his head shall fall to the ground. For he brought this day to pass with the help of Hashem. Thus the troops saved Jonathan, and he did not die. Saul broke off his pursuit of the Philistines, and the Philistines returned to their homes. After Saul had secured his kingship over Israel, he waged war on every side against all his enemies, against the Moabites, Ammonites, Edomites, Philistines, and the kings of Zobah. And wherever he turned, he worsted them. He was triumphant, defeating the Amalekites and saving Israel from those who plundered it. Saul's sons were Jonathan, Ishvi, Malkashua, and the names of his two daughters were Merab, the older, and Michelle, the younger. The name of Saul's wife was Ahinoam, daughter of Ahimaaz, and the name of his army commander was Abner, son of Saul's uncle, Ner. Kish, Saul's father, and Ner, Abner's father, 
were sons of Abiel. There was bitter war against the Philistines all the days of Saul. And whenever Saul noticed any stalwart man or warrior, he would take him into his service. John seven thirty one to fifty three. Then they sought to take him, Yeshua, but no man laid hands on him because his hour was not yet come. And many of the people believed on him and said, When Yeshua comes, will he do more miracles than these which this man has done? The Pharisees heard that the people murmured such things concerning him. And the Pharisees and the chief priests sent officers to take him. Then said Yeshua to them, Yet a little while am I with you, and then I go unto him that sent me. You shall seek me, and shall not find me, and where I am, there you cannot come. And then said the Jews among themselves, Where will he go, that we shall not find him? Will he go to the dispersed among the Gentiles and teach the Gentiles? What manner of saying is this, that he said, You shall seek me and shall not find me, and where I am there you cannot come? In the last day, that great day of the feast, Yeshua stood and cried, saying, If any man thirst, let him come to me and drink. And he that believes on me, as the scripture has said, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. But this spoke he of the Spirit which they that believe on him should receive. For the Holy Ghost was not yet given, because Yeshua was not yet glorified. Many of the people, therefore, when they heard this saying, said, Of a truth, this is the prophet. Others said, This is the Christ. But some said, Shall Christ come out of Galilee? Has not the scripture said that Christ comes of the seed of David and out of the town of Bethlehem, where David was? So there was a division among the people because of him, and some of them would have taken him, but no man laid hands on him. Then came the officers to the chief priests and Pharisees, and they said to him, them, Why have you not brought him? The officers answered, Never man spoke like this man. And then answered them, The Pharisees, Are you deceived also? Have any of the rulers or of the Pharisees believed on him? But this people who knows not the law are cursed. Nicodemus said to them, he that came to Yeshua by night, being one of them. Does our law judge any man before it hears him, and know what he does? They answered and said to him, Are you also of Galilee? Search and look, for out of Galilee arises no prophet. And every man went into his own house. Psalm 109, 1-31 Hold not your peace, O God of my praise, for the mouth of the wicked and the mouth of the deceitful are opened against me. 
They have spoken against me with a lying tongue. They compassed me about also with words of hatred, and fought against me without a cause. For my love they are my adversaries, but I give myself unto prayer. And they have rewarded me evil for good, and hatred for my love. Do you set a wicked man over him, and let Satan stand at his right hand? When he, when he shall be judged, let him be condemned, and let his prayer become sin. Let his days be few, and let another take his office. Let his children be fatherless, and his wife a widow. Let his children be continually vagabonds and beg. Let them seek their bread also out of their desolate places. Let the extortioner catch all that he has, and let the stranger spoil his labor. Let there be none to extend mercy unto him, neither let there be any to favor his fatherless children. Let his posterity be cut off, and in the generation following let their name be blotted out. Let the iniquity of his fathers be remembered with the Lord, and let not the sin of his mother be blotted out. Let them be before the Lord continually, that he may cut off the memory of them from the earth, because that he remembered not to show mercy, but persecuted the poor and needy man, that he might even slay the broken in heart. As he loved cursing, so let it come unto him. As he delighted not in blessing, so let it be far from him. As he clothed himself with cursing like as with his garments, so let it come into his bowels like water and like oil into his bones. Let it be unto him as the garment which covers him and for a girdle wherewith he is girded continually. Let this be the reward of mine, adversaries from the Lord, and of them that speak evil against my soul. But do thou for me, O God the Lord, for my name's sake, for thy name's sake, because your mercy is good, deliver me. For I am poor and needy, and my heart is wounded within me. I am gone like the shadow when it declines. I am tossed up and down as the locust. My knees are weak through fasting, and my flesh fails of fatness. I became also a reproach to them. When they looked upon me, they shook their heads. Help me, O Lord my God, O save me according to your mercy, that they may know that this is your hand, that you, Lord, have done it. Let them curse, but bless you. When they arise, let them be ashamed, but let your servant rejoice. Let my adversaries be clothed with shame, and let them cover themselves with their own confusion, as with a mantle. I will greatly praise the Lord with my mouth. Yes, I will praise him among the multitude, for he shall stand at the right hand of the poor to save him from those that condemn his soul. Proverbs 15, 5-7 A fool despises his father's instruction, but he that regards reproof is prudent. 
In the house of the righteous is much treasure, but in the revenues of the wicked is trouble. The lips of the wise disperse knowledge, but the heart of the foolish does not so. Please enjoy this beautiful worship song, We Will Go Home, sung by the Exodus Road Band. Thank you. 
Blessing from Numbers chapter 6, 24 to 26. Adonai bless you and keep you. Adonai make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. Adonai lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace.